the name of Jesus. In 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 the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah is an unusual anointing. In the name of Jesus. 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 Well, the real worshipers are the real worshipers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the past three days. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. We thank you, God, on tonight. Hallelujah, we're going to bring forth a hallelujah on tonight. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless your name, God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Well, we're spreading the word of God. Hallelujah. Throughout the nations, oh God. Well, we thank God. God is open more countries to come in on tonight. Hallelujah. We're excited about what God is doing on tonight. You ought to give a God a shout. The Lord to shout on tonight. Hallelujah. People are being delivered from cancer. People are being delivered from infirmities. People are being delivered from ailment in the name of
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take yourself hallelujah. off you. Just give him a hallelujah, hallelujah right there where you are in the name yeah. of Jesus. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. hallelujah. You're streaming live. You're streaming live. Hallelujah. On different multiple hallelujah. platforms. Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord hallelujah. on tonight. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. We like to welcome you, Amen to a mantle of prayer on tonight. Amen. Our host, Amen, for the evening. Hallelujah. Prophetess Dr. Glenda Lang on tonight. This is Eagles Life Restoration Ministries. I'm the senior pastor. Amen. Of Amen and the Apostle. Amen. We thank God on tonight for what we're doing. Amen. This season. Amen. Follow Eagles Life Restoration Ministries on Thursday and Sunday night. Raw. Amen. We and we're giving it to them raw. Amen. We're shifting and changing the atmosphere. Hallelujah. We don't sugarcoat nothing. Amen. In this place. None of my pastors that I cover sugarcoat anything. And so we thank God that He has raised up leaders with standards. Amen. That is God. We're taking it by force. So we introduce the some and introduce the others on tonight. None other than the honorable. Amen. Prophetess Glenda Lang on tonight. God bless you. Praise God. Praise God, everybody on the line. Amen. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. If you need a healing tonight, if you want a word from the Lord tonight, God has had me work on this, this message for, oh, God, since last week. Um, and if you have he even needs some issues with your body or anything, God's going to deal with us tonight on our health and our well-being in him through the spirit realm. Amen. Um, let's turn your Bibles. Amen. I'll tell you where it is first, and then we'll go into prayer. Hallelujah. This was Second Kings. Second Kings. And as to get that, it's going to be um, the fourth chapter. Second Kings, fourth chapter. The verses are. Mark, mark them. Mark uh, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. I'll repeat that again. Second Kings, fourth chapter, verses 32 to um, 37. Amen. Let's pray. Father, uh, we thank you for your word tonight. God, hide Glenda behind the cross. Hide me spiritually so that the enemy can't detect me. Because there are often times that the enemy will try to detect us and to stop our thoughts, our minds, our feelings, our emotions, and everything attached to us. So God, hide me around the cross. Hide me in a place that the enemy cannot hear or detect anything in my spirit for the next one hour, God. In the name of Jesus, that people might be saved, that somebody might be delivered, somebody might be healed according to your word, God, because you gave me this word tonight. Specifically, the people that need healing in their bodies, our minds, and our spirits. 
name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the character, we thank God for everybody on the line. We thank God for every country around the world that listens to us. Um, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. We all serve the same God, no matter what country we're in. No matter what state we're in, thank God for the for the 40-something states in America also that's listening to us tonight. We thank God for divine favor, divine meaning, not that normal favor, but a favor that only God can give to us. Amen. And this prophet tonight was Elijah, Elijah, the, first, the second prophet. There are two prophets that starts with the letter E. Well, this is the second prophet, Elijah. And this man of God was a a man that followed after the first Elijah. He was his servant. He watched him go do miracles. He watched, walked him through treacherous territories. He watched him through everything. And he was his servant. And that's why it is so important, hallelujah, for us, we find somebody in our life that we can be servant to. Well, servant doesn't feel good, hallelujah. But servanthood teaches us the mastery of life. Amen. Even slaves in, 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 the, in, in the Old Testament, even though they were slaves, they were mastering life so that they could come out one day. And they walked for uh, 40, 40 days in the, in the desert, but in the mastery, knowing that they taught them how to build tents. They taught them how to build bricks. It taught to take care of their families because there's, a, there's, a, there's something about learning to become a, a, a servant of God. And the word servant means I lay down my will for another person. That's the way it's supposed to be even in marriage. When you get into a relationship and you are married legally, not shacking up, but I'm talking about when you're really in, into a marriage, it's supposed to be that we are servants to one another. Only the man's supposed to say, I'm the servant, so you do this and you do that. And you, no, that's not the way the Bible says. So we are servants to one another. Mm-hmm. So not only one can be the servant and one be the master, but we are servants and masters to each other. Why? Because we're supposed to do this thing together. We're also in the body of Christ. We're supposed to do these things together because we're trying to build the kingdom of God. Well, this servant, Elijah, he, hallelujah, he followed this man, Elijah, amen, until his death, until he, he was taken away in a, fly, in, in a cloud with God. Can you imagine walking with this this man to God and seeing the miracles and seeing the things that happened and when this second, the first one died, well, this one, at the end of the day, he said, my master, my master, because he wanted to see that he could be taken away in a cloud. And then he started his own ministry. That was his ministry. He and then, and 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 the process of that 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 the second the, the Elijah number two did twice as many miracles. So when you serve somebody else, 
you now become in a territory that you can do two is two is times much because you've served, you've did, you've handled, you've gave. And God now holds us responsible so that when we get out, we don't look for things to come back, but it's got to come. Okay, love is got when you pour out love, love is supposed to come back to you. But the problem is some people don't know how to love. I'm not talking about sexual love, but I'm talking about love, agape love. I love you. I will lay down my life for you. I will give everything I got to you because you are my heartbeat. How, and we got to understand that God is our heartbeat. So that when we do not breathe, it's only because there is no more heartbeat. Well, now we get into this particular chapter, Second uh, Kings. Amen. And we got to the 33rd verse. Here is Elijah the second. And there is a child that has died. I really run reference to it. It was basically saying that that this woman was um, this woman uh, was a wife of a prophet, and when his when that prophet died, the woman knew uh, the, the the ministry, and so he she called on this prophet. He came came to this seer because he stood in the gap for his his, his her husband. Amen. So he says here, starting in Hallelujah, the thirty third thirty third verse, Second Kings, fourth chapter, and he says this. And when Elijah, this is a prophet number two was come into the house. So he called, she called the prophet because the child had died. Now here comes the, the prophet, hallelujah, into her house. There's something about when you are around people of God that are anointed by God and walk in the will of God because hopingly that their blessings will fall on you. You serve somebody for many years. Hallelujah. Even if they don't, uh, don't appreciate it physically, the fact is that you served somebody else that you saw somebody else's need and you met their need so God honors you not the person not the thing not the house not the car but he honors you and your servanthood that I put my things that I desire away so that I can serve somebody else serving is not just going to a restaurant and 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 giving uh, serving somebody a meal but servanthood goes through our life, whether it's our children, whether it's our grandchildren, whether it's our nieces or nephews, whether it's just somebody on the job that you hand them a, a glass of water. It is about being a servant. Christ was the greatest servant that ever walked the earth. Again, 
Jesus Christ was the greatest servant that ever walked the face of the earth. He wasn't walking about giving a hundred dollar line. He was not looking about how, how, how great I am. Give me, give me. I, I, I am the pastor. I am the leader. I am the evangelist. Christ himself was the greatest servant that ever walked the earth. Otherwise, he could have said, well, I don't need to die. Let somebody else do it. I'm the, I'm, I'm the master. I'm the pastor. I'm a leader. You die for me. Go ahead. And, um, and God, it's all right because um, I'm part of the triune Godhead. I, I'm the God more than enough, so I really don't like to die. I don't want to die this day, so y'all go and do what you need to do. And, 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 and my, my, my father, Elohim, my, 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 my Holy Spirit, well, they'll, they'll take the rest of that. Be quiet because I'm, I'm, I'm a leader right now. I'm in charge. But later, leaders that have that attitude to, to, to I, you need to do everything for me, it, it is not godly possible because it's not what Christ did. People use excuses and say, well, well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not Jesus, I'm just a man, I make mistakes. But you know, when you knowingly know the way and you knowingly don't do the way, God holds you responsible. Because the Bible says there's nothing hidden under the Son of God. Nothing, nothing, whether you stole that done, don't or whether you, you ran around and you laid in your house. God holds you ultimately responsible. Yes, he loves you, but he only has one of you, and he's going to judge you according to your ways and your wills within the body of Christ, especially if you are confessing salvation but not possessing or doing, you can tell me anything, but do you love Jesus and do you follow his instructions? But here, this, this man, the God, um, Elijah, he followed a great man of God and he saw the servanthood of him so much so that when he died, he didn't want to depart from his leader. And that's the way we ought to be. When you walk so circumspectly toward uh, poor God, the people will be unhappy when you leave this earth because they saw the greatness in you put in you by God himself. There's no greater cross than become a servant in your home, a servant in your marriage, servant in your on your job, servant just to mankind personally, because it is the will of God that all of us serve somebody else, somebody else, not yourself, not your children, but say serve somebody else. And well, this prophet knew all this, saw all this, and took it under his wing to say, I'm going to be a servant too. And then I believe the Holy Spirit said, you know what, because he was so vulnerable to love, he, he did what he told him to do. He followed him and he didn't dis disrespect him, but he loved him because it was a, a lovely God that God said to him, Elijah number two, guess what, I'm going to give you twice as many miracles. Every time you have a miracle, I'm going to multiply it. As a result, when you study the scripture, you'll find that, that Elijah might have, have created or had tw uh, 16 miracles. But you know what? The second Elijah, he got twice as many miracles. Why? Because of his servitude attitude. Mm -hmm. 
And servitude is not about respect a person. You like this person, but you don't like that person. You do this for that one, but the other one you just don't care. But, oh, but I love that one, that mine, that mine, that mine. That's not the case. God wants us to serve ye. The Bible says, serve ye, love, love each other. Serve ye, love each other. Serve ye, everybody, not just one, not two of the ones you like or the ones that can give you money, but serve ye one another. So he spoke into existence that this Elisha that followed him and nurtured him and probably carried water for him and, 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 and took care of him. And, and then when he was sleeping, he probably was laying there and making sure that the animals didn't protect him, couldn't eat him up and devour him. That's what servanthood is. You've got to protect me in my storms. You've got to protect me in everything. You've got to protect me even if you don't like me. You've got to protect me. Why? Because it is the will and the word of God. Well, he began to tell him, he says, and when Elijah was come to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. So here the woman of God had called, called in him to let him know that her child was dead. It's not necessarily because it's a child, but when you love anybody in your life, which you got any common sense anyway, uh, you when somebody dies, it hurts you. It hurts the very core because especially if this person was good to you and loved you and, and, and was charitable to you and, 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 and was a part of your life, that when somebody dies that's close to you, it is a great loss. Now, there's some people... I found out that 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 some parts of the brain has no no idea, no how to comfort or love, and so they know how to pretend or they know how to do what you do, but they really don't know in the core being what they're doing because they know how to mimic. Mimics are mimics, so like people can do stuff like somebody else. Okay, and then you look up the word narcissist, and you'll find the word. If you haven't found out the word narcissist, is, narcissist is a person that has is a personal uh, 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 problem with parts of this the brain, and so they cannot function without mirroring somebody else. And what they can do, they can't function. So what they do is they mimic you. They walk like you. They talk like you. They act like you. And God knows there's so many of them that I've found over the years that are living right in the church. Because narcissism finds a way to be a part of religion. They don't have a love of God, but they have religion. So they come to church and they have, they're religious. And because they're religious, they can jump and shout. And because they're religious, they can give money. Because they're religious, they have their own little dance. And because they're, but no relationship with God. I'd rather have no dance and have a relationship with God and have a dance for God and have no relationship with Him. Come on, come on. Here we find this woman saying, saying, Master, Master, my child is dead. Child, you gave me this child, God, and this child is dead. What am I going to do, man, to God? 
I began to study the scriptures that says it was always that custom at that time that when you greet somebody in their home, you have to greet them and sit down and talk to them. But this prophet came into the house and rushed himself up to the child. Yes, he did. He says, and he... Uh, Elijah was come to the house, and behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. Verse 32 says, 33 says this, And when it therefore uh, he shut the door upon them, and twain and paid, prayed unto the Lord. Like I said, it was a custom that time they had to have this little, this little this dance about love and etiquette. But this man to God, being, being led by the Spirit of God, he rushed up upstairs, which means it was a, a, a wealthy family. Because at that time, uh, if you're wealthy, you could have it upstairs and the downstairs. And then the man, Elijah, said, I've got to go up there and pray right now, God. I don't need distractions. I don't need money. I don't need children. I don't need anybody. God, I'm coming to you, God, because this woman was her husband, was a servant of God. So, God, what are we going to do? Some of us try to run around and do things to help somebody else, but we have to realize that we can't do anything without God, and we shouldn't even move unless God tells you to do something, because then we come out of the will of God, because we don't know that well, that person might could have been saved. That person might could have been delivered. This person, no matter what happens, we must always pray before doing anything. You can't move well the world will of God. You can't think without God telling you to think. You can't pray without God telling you to get. We can't even go to the Word. We shouldn't even go to work without praying. And we have to pray on the bus, pray on the train. We have to know that there is a spirit out there that's trying to destroy us, but God, and we must need to keep ourselves in a continuous prayer, whether it's loud, quiet, soft, unknown, but we must Pray. The Bible says, man, what? Shall always pray. Oh, 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 wait, wait. You can wave your fans and you can still, I'm praying. I'm weighing in the Holy Ghost because he says, man shall always pray. So when this man that God came to this house, I believe that woman was already praying that the man of God was coming here and was always already praying that save and deliver and help my children to come back alive. Some of us need to pray that God will have our children come back alive spiritually because we know we have children that, that's running around and doing things we're not supposed to do. We know we have children. We've taught them the way, but they choose not to do the way. We can't give up on our children. We have to love them no matter what happens, no matter what they do, no matter what lifestyle, but you just got to continue. Love them. Love me till I get right. Even if your husband and wife, you don't like me, you don't want to do nothing to me, but just love me till I get it right because I know that I want to go to heaven and the last thing I want to know that the people around me go to hell yeah he said he said and when he laid hallelujah 34 he says and he went up 
and laid upon the child. So here, now the prophet is shifting positions. Sometimes we have to shift positions in the spirit realm. Okay, you're happy, you're jumping and shouting, but then you have to shift into the spirit in order to get something from the spirit. Again, we have to shift ourselves in the spirit in order to receive something from the spirit. And it's not always loud. It's not always impactful. It's not always seems like it's going to move right away. But there are times that we have to shift positions of, in the spirit so we can gain the things that we want from God. Like this prophet. This prophet had a desire for this young man to come alive again. Sometimes God wants us to come alive again in our prayer, come alive on a job, come alive with my children, come, come alive in the spirit. And everything comes in the spirit before it shows up in the natural. Again, everything that happens in you, Jesus, in your home, in your family, happens in the spirit before it comes in the natural. Dolores, you got to understand that before things happen in the natural, you've got to know that in the spirit realm that God has always prepared a way for you, that God has already done things for you. God has blessed you and even know how much you've been blessed. You don't understand that, that God has a shield over your life. God has a mentality of your life. How It doesn't matter whether people give you or do for you because the Holy Spirit prevails in your house and prevails you in prayer prevails you no matter what's going in your God has promised you promised you that he will make a way for you when he doesn't seem like it will the spirit let's talk about the different stages of your body it's the soul the spirit the soul, hallelujah. There's the other part of you that lays there when you're in a gasket. When you go to die and they come to the, they're going to see that you're not moving. Why? Because it was just your flesh. And the problem is with us with our flesh sometimes, our flesh do what it want to do. Our flesh say what it want to say. Your flesh do whatever, anything you want to do, but because that flesh is in control of you. The outward man of you said, eat that donut. But the inner man says, you know you're too fat, Glenda. Come on now, get it right. Why? Because there's a war. The Bible says, Paul says this, there's a war between my members. That my outward man says donut, but my inward man, you're too fat. So there's a warring in my members whether I have sex or not because I'm not married to that people. Because I remember men telling me yet one day, he said, come on. He was talking about uh, coming, having sex with you. It was years ago. And I said to him, I says, I'm not married to you. He said, but I'm married and you're married. So, hey, God says just want to be married. You didn't say who you're supposed to marry. Uh, no, 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 no. The devil is a liar. Why? Because the spirit and the flesh are at war with each other. 
And you've got to have enough integrity to say, I'm not going to defy my body for nobody. It ain't about things. It's about Jesus. It's not about money. It's Jesus. It's about God. When our children see me, they will see a sign that I love God with all my might. Well, you've got to have an understanding in God that your body is the most important thing you have. And you don't give it up or give it out for anybody. Why? Because they deserve only the best. Well, if you're the best, and they're not the best. Well, see ya. Don't want to be ya. Keep going. Keep stepping. Because there is a warring in my members. And so I believe this Elijah said, you know what? I'm going to go upstairs with that day, that person, that, that, that body. And the Bible talks about there was a body. In other words, the baby had already expired. The child was already physically dead. And when she, he went upstairs, he shut the door. You know why it's important sometimes to shut the door? Why? Because you'll say stuff you're not supposed to say. You've got to learn to shut the door that I'm shutting everything out but God. I'm, I'm shutting everything out of my mind but God. I'm, I'm not listening to garbage. I'm listening to mess. I don't want to hear nothing. If you ain't talking about Jesus, I don't want to hear it. Why? Because I'm going to shut everything out of my life except Jesus. Because if I die tonight, I believe that I will walk in eternity some way, some way someday with Christ. I'm not trying to be deep. I'm just trying to stay safe. I'm not trying to be deep. I just want to love him. I'm not trying to be deep. I just want to know him for myself. I just want to be deep. Jesus, I want to know one day that I can see Jesus and my my father one day. I'm not trying to be Jesus and all that. You know, you're just trying to, no, 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 no. I am running after God. How how can I run after God? Well, you know what? Elijah ran after God because of the song of the anointing of Elijah. So that wherever the prophet Elijah went, the prophet Elijah followed. Because he was running after God. All you can you say with a surety, each of you are running after the heart of God. Running after money, not finances of children or grandchildren or girl, girlfriends. Did you have girlfriends in the dark and, and boyfriends in the dark and, and all these secret phone numbers and all this other stuff? Are you running after God? Are you running for Jesus' sake? You know the Bible says that you know the way that I take. You know, God, oh, I don't understand some stuff. Times at times at the times I don't understand, but I got I standing and I say to God every day, God, I trust you. I don't understand you. I don't even like some of the things that I'm going through, but I trust the God and you that when the enemy comes, he can't do nothing. He can't find nothing. He can't find nothing in me because I've made up in my mind that I'm going to live with him with husband, without children, children, no children. I have got to see. My Jesus for myself, and I want to see my mother face one day. Here, the prophet was following and saw the first Elijah, and he wanted to be like him. He saw the miracles, but he never knew how many miracles was going to happen, but he knew what miracles looked like. 
So here, 32, it says this, and the door. Then Twain and prayed to the Lord. So sure, Elijah said, well, Lord, I'm going to close this door now. What we going to do? It ain't me. You're going to be you, God. This woman was a servant. Her husband was a servant. I'm, I'm coming to you on behalf of, of you, God. What are we going to do? You can do miracles. I've experienced miracles, God, in my life. I saw, I remind you that I was a servant of the first Elijah, God. So I know you can do anything but fail. So I shut the door. The reason sometimes you got to shut the door, well, because you got to take out, get Every noise is not talking to God. You, if there's anything not like God, get it out of your life. Get it out of your way because it might stop you and the plan of God for you in your life. He shut the door. He shut that door because he didn't want unbelievers around us. Sometimes you can say you believe me, but if they really don't know whether you believe them or not, shut them out of your life. Shut them out of your plans. Shut them out of your thoughts because it's just me and you and God and you, and I don't want nothing to try to stop this relationship. So he shut the door. And the soul that was laying there, this, this, this lifeless kid was still laying there, but he knew the power, the prophet knew the power of God. He knew all that was, something could happen. He, he said, I turned to the Lord. David said, I turned to the Lord. I, I sought the Lord. I, 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 I knew him. God, I thank you that you allowed me to walk in a plain path. I knew you for myself, but God, now I I'm shutting the door and it's just me and you and you and me. That's when miracles happen. Miracles happen when you shut the door. Miracles happen when you know you're back against the force of nature and you know it's not supposed to be happening, but it shall happen. You've got to confess this thing to you possess this thing. And any time anybody come in that's contrary to what you believe, shut the door. Get out. I got to go. I don't want you to know that you gonna walk me and talk me out of my miracle. Yeah, because I, my life is too valuable. My soul is so important that I need the intent, intimacy of God because I need to meet him at a point of contact so he can heal me. You wonder why some people get healed and some people don't. Uh, one, I think it's unbelief. Hallelujah. Sometimes I believe that sometimes people don't believe in miracles. Uh, you can tell me one thing. Well, if I've never been a miracle, how can I attest to a miracle? I am a miracle. I am a born again a miracle. A hallelujah because I've had a stroke. I've been in intensive care. I lost my memory. I've done all these things, but yet I am a miracle. And tonight, God told me to tell you that I am a miracle speaking to miracles. And if you are a miracle tonight, you've got to stand on the word of God. Not stand on me, but stand on the word of God. Paul said, stand therefore with my Lord. Well, with truth, my inward man, I need a miracle. I need 
a miracle, whether it's a miracle in your finances, a miracle with your children, or a miracle in your circumstances. We need a miracle tonight, and I can call at least four names right now on the line that needs a miracle. Come on now. Hallelujah. Put your hands in the air and act like you don't care, but I know what I'm talking about. I know what God's telling me right tonight. We need, we need a miracle. In order to get that miracle, you must have an intimacy with God. You really have to have a closeness with Him. Him, not things, but Him, not money, what? Him. That body you want to heal, it's got to be through Him. And it's not about money, but it's personal relationship. Your pastor can pray all day long in the world. He can pray. I can pray for you all day long. But if you don't believe, that's why the mother says faith is the substance, the thing hoped for. But evidence not yet seen. Hope maketh not a shame. This man goes up into the room and he says, God, look at here. We gotta talk. This, 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 that, that baby, that child's living there, and I don't, I don't know what to do. And then God said, "Okay, let's go to pray. Let's talk." Then it says here in the thirty-fourth verse that I found most wonderful. He said, "And he went up and laid upon the child." The Bible says. He went up and laid hands on the, the child. Now remember, this is before CPR. This is anything else. But here is God in the Bible trying to tell him what he's getting ready to do. And he went up and laid upon the child. So here this prophet shuts the door so nobody can interrupt and two because of unbelief. And he says that he laid upon the child. You know what the Bible says? He said, and he laid hands, a mouth. He went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth. What you understand? That's what he says. And his eyes upon his eyes. And his hands upon his hands. And he, prophet, stretched himself upon the child. So I began to say, God, then explain to me what's going on here. First one, he... He, he, he took his mouth and he put it on him because he was teaching him about the authority of God that I'm speaking into your body. I'm speaking the life of you in this body. I'm speaking to your bones. I'm speaking under the authority of God. I'm speaking and knowing because it's already done. Think about that scripture in the Bible where it says how Adam and Eve, the Bible says Adam and Eve would come down every day and walk in the garden with God. 
Why? Because there was an intimacy. There was a talking and communication with God. So God speaks to this body through the prophet, hand to hand. Because he was giving this spirit authority to move in the realm of that spirit so that body would cry. God gives you this authority tonight to speak to every situation in your body. Speak to those breast cancer. Speak to those wounds. Speak to that knee. Speak to that God. God giving you authority tonight in this word of God. 31st says again, and he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and he stretched him himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Well, this child was dead. But now you see by the power of God, because the prophet followed instructions, the warm of the, the, the body of this child get got warmer. Before the child was already dead. And mother, the mother said, well, he was already dead. He's already, well, no, no. But in your mind, in your spirit, in your thoughts, in your relationship with God, God will allow you to have a miracle. Yeah. People say, well, I don't know. Why didn't God just do it anyway? Because God is God. He did what he wanted to do when he get ready. Some of us are miracles and ain't rich right now because God knows y'all wouldn't even handle your money right. Some of us, y'all would be, would be broke as a conk if, if God didn't teach you how to handle your money. Why? We, because all of us have weaknesses in one thing or the other. He's telling this person again, but he, all of a sudden, the body warmed up. I have a testimony that I spent most of my life in bringing the hospital. And, and, and when the body goes cold, the body's cold. There ain't nothing left. And that's why they come in as soon as they can and take them to the morgue. Why? Because the body, when it loses its temperature, it is dead. But the Bible says here, through this prophet, hallelujah, all of a sudden there was a warming of the body. There was a warming of the spirit. The Holy Ghost was dealing in this body because the prophet of God and because God himself has ordained something. People say, why don't we have more miracles? Why don't God do it? Well, God does what he wants to because he wants to. That's why he God. Mm -hmm. he, he does what he wants to because he wants to. He, he do it because, uh-uh, no. It, it, some of us can't handle miracles. Some of us can't handle money. Some of us can't handle finances. Some of us because we get haughty and we get high-minded. And we, and, oh, I did this. I did this. I got that. I got that. I got that. I got ten room bathroom. I got that. No, 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 no. Some of us, we cannot handle success. But he said again, and he went up and he laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth. 
mouth speaks of authority. The mouth speaks of authority. So when the mouth spoke to the mouth, it was the authority of God that the prophet was breathing into. And when he breathed, Something happened. There was a gas exchange. There was an explosion in the lungs. And God began to move by his mighty power. Not by the prophet, but by his mighty power. Upon the mouth, he spoke to the mouth. And upon the mouth, hallelujah, and his eyes, upon his eyes. The Bible says that the eyes are the mirrors of the soul. So that's why a lot of times when you see people will not look you in the eyes because they don't want to reveal to you the mirrors of their soul. Because if their soul is nasty, they're not going to want you to know. If they're they're crazy, they don't want you to know. If they're confused, they don't want you to know because the devil don't want them to know that you know because they're afraid they might get cast out. That's why he said that the eyes is the mirrors of the soul. And he says, and upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes. So the prophet's eyes began to look into the eyes of the dead child. Hands upon his hands. Hands represent the anointing. Hands presents, hallelujah, authority of God. So God allowed this man to see all this, to know all this. It says, and his eyes and his hands upon him. And he stretched himself upon the child. Eye for eye, tear for tear, thought for thought. He, the prophet, shut. He, he stretched himself out. He said, "On the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm." Thirty-five says this, and then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up and stretched himself upon him again. So he got up and he took a break. He said, well, Lord, uh, first nothing happened. Now it looks like something getting ready to happen. Yeah, so in the name of Jesus, please let us see this, this situation because of you and because of the woman of God. I, I know you can do it in Jesus' name we pray. So he went back to work. He went back to work and he said he... He said, and he stretched himself upon him, and the child sneezed. So miracles don't always just happen on the first go-round. Some people get instant miracles. I was telling somebody one day, one day they tell me, say, look at here, you just need to put everything away and God's going to heal you. But I, this, is ev- this is evidence to let you know that some people have instant miracles. But some are healed as they went. And here, this child, it doesn't say how old it was, but this child had been dead. They had summoned the prophet, and the prophet got upstairs and began to pray and began to talk and began to intercede. And all of a sudden, this child that was dead and was cold, he warmed up, and then he said, let's take a break. 
Sometimes we need to take a break from friends. Sometimes we have to take a break from husbands. Sometimes we take a break from situations. Why? Because we might say things we're not supposed to say. So uh, he got up and he walked around the room again. Because he knew the miracle was not finished. Some of us worry about things now, but the miracle's not finished. And you can't make it be finished. It's got to be finished when God says it's finished. Hallelujah. And 36 says this, and he came to Gehazi and said, Call this Shulamite so that he, he called her. Hallelujah. So now the child sneezed. In other words, there's a sign of life. As a sound of deliverance, there's a sound of change, a sound that I know that God's hearing me now. I, I can't stop now. I gotta keep praying. I keep fasting. I keep crying out for God. Well, because God's not finished with me now. And so he he called him. He told him. He told the promise. He said, "Tell the woman to come on upstairs." And she called her. He called her. And when she was come into him. He said, take your son, take your spherical, take your son, take your children, take your daughters, take them before the throne of grace. Don't give up now. Don't give up. Don't fall out. Just keep doing what God told you to do. If you've got sicknesses in your body, keep doing what God told you to do. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep believing God no matter what anybody says, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what the system says, no matter what, why? Because I know when they said, I would, if I lived, I would be a Miracle. I would be a miracle, and I can speak, I can talk, I can walk, I can drive, I can do anything that God has allowed me to do. Why? Because I didn't give up on my own miracle. Take up your son. 37 says this, and then she went up and fell at his feet and bowed himself to the ground. And took her son and went out. So the woman was acknowledging God. But the prophet was acknowledging God because it was his miracle. It ain't your car. God gave you that car. It ain't that your husband. God gave you that husband. And if he didn't give you the husband, that's why you're going through so much hell. Come on now. You've got to understand that God in an infinite mercy warns us and tells us because we don't listen. But when true miracles happen, it has to be between one accord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and you. We've got to believe with a shadow of a doubt. We've got to cry. We've got to pray till something happens. We've got to go before God till something happens. No matter how you feel in that natural, you've got to say, I am healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Ha, ha. A back hurting. I'm healed. I'm healed. Foot healing. I'm healed. I'm healed. No money in the I'm healed. I'm healed. It doesn't matter because if God gave a miracle to this woman, why do you think God cannot do it for you? 
You speak things to existence. I don't care whether you're full of tears. Speak things to existence. Hallelujah. Because God is God. He is the God of a second chance. We serve the same God that spoke the world to existence. We serve the same God that walked on the earth. Hallelujah. And created miracles. The same God of Elijah. We serve. He serves him. We serve him. Yes, we do. We serve him. We love him because he's God. Again, the hands, hallelujah, represents authority. Hallelujah. The word mouth runs with the word locos. Logos means in the beginning, he spoke the world into existence. Hallelujah. And the door represents an entrance way into God. And these things happen in order that God could create a miracle. What a word, the difference between create and made? Well, made means I have the materials. I take the handle, I, I take the nails, I take this and other. That's, that's what you mean to make. But create means I did it out of nothing. And when miracles happen, it's because it came out of nothing but God. They didn't come out by man, but it comes out by God. Then you don't have anything, but Jesus does it. How, as opposed to, I made, I needed the materials in order to create this situation. But this woman, all she wanted was a child healed. This man's husband served the ministry. This, 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 this miracle was urgently needed because when we have to serve him with all our might sometimes, it's the hardest thing to do is just get up in the morning because something's coming on all sides. But if you love him, if you serve him, do you... Hold on to him. He promised us that he would take care of us. He promised us he loved me no matter how I feel. He promised me that he would make a way for me. He promised me that I am not my own. I belong to Christ. And so no matter how I feel in the flesh, but my spirit says no. I gotta do what God told me to do. I gotta go where God tells me to go. I gotta say what God tells me to say. I can't live any old kind of way. I can't do all kind of things. It doesn't matter how you want to do all things. I can't do that because I believe in my heart that I'm chosen. I'm a chosen person. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I will not be taken down by dirt and gash and filth and nastiness and controlling and attitudes, but I love him more than anything in my life. Children, come with me to the place of God. Come to a place with us in him that we are set apart for the master's use. And the same God that served Elijah and Elijah is the same God that he served us because of a chosen generation. We're a holy nation. 
We walk in a spiritual city that we cannot be taken over. The enemy's job is trying to take us out. But because we are Christians, we are Christ-like, we cannot be taken over. Yes, it will be a battle. Yes, it feels like it can't help. It just feels like it, but it's just a feeling. It's your flesh. Come on, come on. But your spirit, it's got to rise up. And say, I am what God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can go where God says I can go. I can have what God says I am in the midst of having nothing, but yet I have everything in Jesus Christ. That's why this woman bowed down to the prophet as a sign of respect. A sign of this man was used by God to deliver that thing I needed the most, which was my child. Thing that I loved the most, God promises us. He says, I shall give you the heart of your desire. And that's what we have to do, ladies and gentlemen. Know that God can do what he says he's going to do. If he did it for Elijah and Elijah, he certainly can do it for you. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. God, heal tonight. Heal, heal, heal. God brought us this message tonight because let you know there is miracles. There's healings right there available for us when we are ready and prepared for his work and prepared to do what call you to do. It doesn't matter. In spite of what you think, it's not what you think. It's what it is. And the word says it is. Well, well if the word says it is, that's what it's going to be. It don't feel like it. It don't look like it. I can't stand it sometimes. But if the word says that's it's truth, that is truth. And he's raising up a people that love God. He's raising up a people that will walk constructively toward God. He's raising up a people don't 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 lie down and cheat and lie and fornicate and, and, and hallelujah and do all kinds of things. It is not excusable no longer in this page and hour to do things and know they're wrong, but you still say you're right. Why? Because the enemy has blinded your mind. He's blinded your spirit. He's blinded your thoughts in such a way that you don't even know whether you're saved or not. You don't know nothing. Why? Because you learn to become religious. But religion can't get to us to heaven. But relationship in Christ can get us to heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Remember, God loves you. And have a great evening. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you, everybody. Do you want to give us announcements? Um, any announcement? No, we have just, uh, like I said, we just thank God, everybody, tuning in live on tonight on our mantle prayer. Uh, follow us. Um, on Sunday night, um, Sunday night, draw real authentic word at Eagles Life Restoration Ministries coming up on this weekend and Sunday morning manna, which is 11 o'clock um, with the Church of Love and Action Christian Center down in Miami, Florida.
So we're looking um, looking for God to do some more things in kingdom expansion. Amen. So I'm just going to go ahead and turn this over to you for any final remarks. And we're leaving out of the, uh, the network tonight. God bless you. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. If anybody would like to make a comment or prayer or ask for prayer or anything, you're free at this time to let me know. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mother. Hallelujah. God bless you. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for empowering us, your word, God. Thank you for giving us a divine word from heaven, God. God, heal tonight. God, deliver tonight. God, save tonight. God, bring changes tonight. Changes in our mind, changes in our spirit, changes in our thoughts, changes when, that we want to do right, God, according to your word. God, we don't want anybody from the sound of my voice to be lost. God, save and deliver by your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thank God, saints. We will see you the next, again, uh, I think our, our next program will be on Sunday morning. God bless you all. Bye-bye now. Good night. Amen. Bye-bye. Make sure you keep everybody amen. up in prayer. Amen. Keep Bernie sincerely in prayer. Um, Gonzalez, she was okay, sick Bernie. tonight. Okay, Bernie. Everybody, everybody, keep her up in prayer. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Okay, Gonzalez, yes. Okay, okay, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Did you know there were 500 people at least told by Jesus to wait until the promised Holy Spirit came. But as we read it, Acts, there were 120 people there, which means that 380 people thought there was something else better to do than to wait on God. That also means the majority didn't want to wait. And I just wonder if in this room tonight, there's a remnant of people who know that they need him more than anything else and have a singular focus that if it takes me the rest of my life, I'm going to see a move of God in my generation. And I'm not going to become tired of waiting. Can we lift up our hands and just wait for just a moment? Thank you, I don't mind waiting 
Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you for coming in tonight. Yeah, yeah. Desperation has a sound. It's not just a song, but it's a sound. Let me prove it to you. There was a man 